0: Hello. Hello. Hi, friends. Hi. Welcome back to our show.
1: Welcome back to another episode of High and Dry with Jamie and Sky.
0: I'm Jamie. And I'm Sky. We're your besties. We are your best friends. Ready to talk to you about sobriety, lifestyle, some yeah, fun stuff.
1: Quitting off the sauce, quitting the booze. Oh. That's what
0: we're here to talk to you about. Clean and dry. Clean and dry and high. And hi. Not today, but... Not today. We're going to dive into another episode of questions of the week because we put one out a couple weeks ago and we have a lot of questions still to answer. Yeah. We have friends looking for some guidance maybe, maybe some new viewers.
1: Yeah, so we have another Q&A episode for you. We're really excited to dive in. Um, I love answering questions. Mm -hmm. I used to ask a lot of sober people, a lot of questions when I first quit drinking. So I love to be that person for others. Oh yeah. Lean on us. Lean on me when you're not strong. I'll be your friend. (laughs) I'll
0: help you carry on. Speaking of the first question, actually. Yeah. How do you support a friend who is struggling?
1: Oh, you know what? I have to humble myself for a second and say that I am still learning how to support friends who are struggling. Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting one. That's a lifelong Um, journey one right there.
0: hmm. I mean, especially as being like a sober person, how do we support people who are still using? We weren't really a support system when we were using to other using people, right? So. No. Yeah.
1: I would say the best advice that I can give is you have to meet someone where they're at and if they're not ready they're just simply not ready and at the end of the day it's an individual person's decision to change their life however um you the best way to support them I would say that I could have used is just still being invited places um if you're hosting something, having sodas or special mocktails for Mm -hmm. someone to make them feel special. Um, Really communicating how proud you are of someone. Uh Wow. That's, that's, I think, that's the best thing that I think. You know, and talking to someone about it. But in those first stages, I think it's just being like, hey, you're just as fun, you're just as cool, and I like you just as much.
0: You're so sweet. You're so kind. That's why I'm here for you, Jamie. I know. I was going to say, cut them out of your life. (laughs) (laughs) Find new friends. No, I'm just find new sober. If, if someone's just, trying to get sober in yeah. your life, cut, cut them, them out. out. Yeah, they're no, fucking
1: no, losers. No.
0: Okay, no, because we all have those friends. We all know people who are on the sauce and they're looking to get off.
1: Yeah, Um this is I'm t- I'm giving advice for someone who's expressing and trying to absolutely. Change. If no, no, someone no, no, no. is an active around, addiction,
0: for sure, as long, and long they're
1: still there, it's your job to create boundaries yeah. with them. If yeah, yeah. you are also you and know, if they've recovering. been there
0: and they've seen you go through your sobriety, yeah. um. Mm, my advice would be be like to be open ears for them, open arms, be ready to listen when they if they ask for help, like be there for them. Uh it's hard. It's it's one of those weird things because it can be it, they can be a broken record or they can re- repeat things over and over as most people do, like yeah. struggle with actually getting sober. So it can be and it can even be a little triggering at times dealing with people who are in active addiction Mm -hmm. where it's something especially like with me it was so bad I'm like it is a lot to be around when someone is really fucked up but just to be sympathetic empathetic to their needs and what they're going through um you know I just when when I friends reach out to me or people I know like all I can do is tell them what worked for me and maybe the resources that I know to use. Like when people have reached out to me, I've immediately suggested AA. It wasn't the route for me, but it might work for somebody. Um, There's different, like I give them videos, give them different readings, different books, different mm-hmm. podcasts. There's so much out there mm-hmm. at this point, but you know, there's, and I tell them quotes, like something that really stuck with me always was like, I'd rather be sober and dreaming about getting high than getting high and dreaming about getting sober. And that really stuck with me. And so I, I repeat things like that to people. Um, I just find that it helps if you actually let it like sink in. But it's hard, right? Like,
1: I think it's really hard. And what you said about um, someone who... Is in an active addiction or in active alcohol use disorder? They're abusing alcohol, Mm -hmm. and you're sober, and you want to help them. It can be really triggering to have them around. Um, Yeah. You know, I had that friend visit me in town, and she came to my work, and she was sober, and she got drunk. Yeah. At my work, um, and she ordered alcohol off of me when I was bartending at work, and that that was really hard. And I, but at the end of the day, it's her decision. Yeah um
0: yeah like and, you and we understand. aren't close friends anymore, yeah no you unfortunately. have there's still boundaries that there you, were you other put in place. Uh, f- uh,
1: there were other factors that affected that friendship breakup yeah. but i would say that was a major one yeah and yeah. and it can be really triggering to try to help uh-huh. someone so i would say put on your own life jacket first yeah uh, make sure you're doing well and then the person has to has to make the decision and they can sound like a broken record it can be very yeah. messy healing is not linear um no and and it's also your job as a friend to support them but you are not a trained professional therapist and even if you
0: are a therapist you shouldn't be therapizing your friends no and seek seek out therapy and or Mm -hmm. professional help if it's like really severe Mm -hmm. like i know for a couple of my best friends have since gotten sober stopped drinking and obviously came to me for guidance i mean we're cult leaders out here (laughs) yeah we need to come up with a cult name yeah cult chance
1: cult chance hot girls only big titties only just kidding big titty committee we love big titty committee the cult of sobriety (laughs) we love flat titty girls though we love them and they are allowed to be sober too yeah the itty bitty titties everybody everybody
0: but yeah I i had some of my best friends reach out to me and i think it i mean i know it helps them having seen me do it successfully Mm -hmm. um and not to say it was like a perfect road to recovery by any means but leading by example is one way to help your friends like showing them or suggesting activities or fun things to do with each other social social gatherings that aren't around drinking Mm. like if for them it means not going to the bars or restaurants or clubs whatever then do other things with them like lead by example and be there for them mentally physically emotionally like any way you can um checking in on them mm-hmm. you know like and f- with the friends of mine it did stress me out a bit in the beginning where I'm like nervous if they're actually gonna keep up with it or whatever but checking in knowing that like your my dms are open um call me like whatever however mm-hmm. you need to get a hold of me like I'll be there for you yeah um yeah knowing like just be having making a safe space for them and making a safe
1: space for them and also letting them know that it's okay to tell me the truth if mm-hmm. they did relapse and it's all good and or even if they didn't relapse if they chose to do a six-week challenge and they got fucked up because they mm-hmm. decided to you know like I said healing's not linear and sobriety doesn't have to be super linear
0: no and honestly uh i was kidding when i said cut them out but like you like <laughs> you I'm should sh- clarify that no, no i'm honestly <laughs> joking but honestly there are people you might need to cut out like that's the it it but might they're asking if
1: you're supportive if how, how yes, you support yes but, if, a friend, but uh, not- yes
0: yes but at the you still have to take care of yourself first mm-hmm. so like you could try do whatever what you can that's what i'm saying
1: is that for me there were people yeah, who and it were struggling work. with alcohol addiction that unfortunately i had to cut out yeah and that's yeah. just is what and it that's is, just is what other it people is.
0: like you still need those boundaries it has been some
1: of the, the most amazing moments of my life like learning that I help yeah. people get sober and absolutely, especially people in active addictions, and knowing that maybe they aren't overdosing today mm-hmm. is even if I influence them twenty percent, I'm twenty percent of the reason they're alive today is like insane mm-hmm. and the greatest purpose
0: I think I've ever felt absolutely. in my life over anything. So, no, totally, totally. You know. All right, next question. How did your parents treat alcohol around you? Were they strict and relaxed and trusting of you? Mm. Oh, sorry, were they? Were they strict or were they relaxed yeah. and trusting of you?
1: That's a really good question. So my uh, my mom always drank wine and I was always a wino with my mom. What's really cool is my mom um, has gotten sober. My mom mm-hmm. quit drinking mm-hmm. in the last year. She's also just getting older. So it's really, really helped her uh, continue to live just with a lot of vitality mm-hmm. and energy and health. Um, my dad doesn't drink very much. Um he has always not been a big drinker and been extremely careful with his alcohol consumption. Mm-hmm. He will have a glass of bordeaux, one glass on because a Friday night because he has a history, yeah, yeah. history of addiction in his family. Yeah. Um so I obviously was drinking a lot and my parents never really made me feel judged or anything like that, but they deeply supported me when I decided to quit. I used them as a support mm-hmm. system and I my it's weird, my dad is a very very stoic kind of rural Canadian man mm-hmm. and he doesn't say much but I think one of I I'm gonna cry I think if he could say anything to me it would be that he like he doesn't say much but I think he's extremely proud of oh, me of course. for putting and of course that I won't continue that and generational into, trauma is yeah. crazy Absolutely. like and I it's like one of those silent things in the car mm-hmm. you know what I mean but mm-hmm. I just know he's He's, He's saying so it without proud of saying me, it. saying it without saying it. You yeah. know, dads. Yeah, like, yeah. They, He just turfs my golf shot, oh, yeah. but
0: like, uh-huh. yeah,
1: that's what I would say, probably. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Uh,
0: for my parents, there's like a little bit. Of, I mean, there's some di- addiction in my family, maybe uh, in other forms. Mm-hmm. There weren't really alcoholics. Maybe one like addict of drugs, um, but and maybe some around food. As a kid, there. I mean, they, no, we had very little discipline. Um, to be honest. Yeah. We had very little discipline. Jamie had a lot of nannies. We had a lot of nannies, but, uh, the nanny stories are wild. Yeah. yeah. That's for another episode. <laughs> That's a whole episode. Yeah. Jamie oh, and the nannies. <laughs> uh, and yeah, my parents have a responsible, like hold on their drinking my yeah. siblings aren't drinkers like big drinkers in high school I mean I was probably the least suspecting because yeah. I started at 17 so like that's not early that's, I mean it's not early it's not that late but I started drinking at 17 and like yeah I guess they'd be away and they'd have cupboards full of huge gray goose bottles Mm -hmm. that i wasn't touching but at the time i guess my sister was and then filling them up with water Mm -hmm. and like they just would have never suspected yeah anybody and honestly one of the the nannies i think was an alcoholic so she was probably touching them herself but um they were pretty trusting i think and then when i started drinking it was like bad from the get Mm -hmm. so there was always concern there um Yeah, like, they knew there was a problem and they did whatever they could to try to get me to stop. And it eventually worked. Mm -hmm. Um, But as a teenager, like, they were quite trusting. I was the youngest, so they were super trusting. They just, like, Isaac
1: and Lauren did a great job of breaking them in. Uh
0: So It's hard because I know it is some people I've spoken to some friends or some people in passing about why they think it will be so hard for them to quit despite knowing that they should is because drinking is such a big part of their family dynamic I have
1: heard that too yeah a, I have heard yeah that and like that's to me I'm
0: like that is that breaks my heart that is so sad that like you want this and you want a better life for yourself but because your family wouldn't be okay uh-huh. with you quitting drinking because they're such heavy drinkers like uh-huh. that's really heartbreaking so I know that it would be a lot harder from at that standpoint to quit Mm -hmm. um but again there are still the resources and there's still ways to get out and set boundaries even though your loved ones if they're not supportive of something that's going to save your life or change it better like make it better significantly Mm -hmm. then boundaries need to be set I also
1: definitely think that's something that might help especially if you're um more of an alcohol Abuser right now, and you're sober curious um, over maybe a full active addiction of alcohol, is really just telling your family, like, hey, I have an issue and I have a problem mm-hmm. with this and I need your support point blank. Same with friends. I think that that can take you so far because a lot of yeah. times people don't really take you seriously when you're saying you're yeah. trying to get sober, and friends and family could just be like, ah, just have a glass of wine. What's a uh-huh. glass of wine? That doesn't even count. But if you're really trying to stick to something, it's just, it's best if you just voice that you need help.
0: With even it. if it's not like tr- you're not right now or whatever, your goal yeah. isn't to fully stop. Like yeah. to be sober curious is just to like re-examine your relationship with yeah. alcohol. Just
1: really say that you need their support on it though. Cause it's not something, it's not easy to quit. or no. even take a break from. Yeah. So, so just be, communicate with yeah, your family.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay. Next one. What was the step that you felt was most important on the road to recovery?
1: You go first. Fuck the most. What was,
0: the step, <laughs> what was t- the step I felt was most important on uh, Well, honestly, okay. The step that was most, and it's in AA, it's in the program too, is step one, like surrender and acceptance. Like surrender yourself to your addiction. Like it's actually saying that it's a pro. Like there's nothing I could do if I continue. Like that's not doing it. Like f- for me, it was finally being like, I can't drink. Accepting it, admitting it. That was the biggest thing for me because I was in such denial, even with the times when I, the amount of times I tried to quit, but yeah. I wasn't, I was lying to myself because I would say I would come back to it one day or that this is, yeah, this is yeah. just temporary. So like the biggest step was being like, I'm an alcoholic or I have a problem and I cannot drink. I can no longer consume this substance that like, cause after that, then what? It's like, you don't drink. If you really, once Mm -hmm. you really accept it and that's like, that comes from within, that can't just be like, sure, you can say it and be lying. But like when that comes from within, that's the number one thing.
1: I think the most important step for me was very similar surrender, surrendering Mm -hmm. and that in that moment, realizing and meeting the new version of myself and letting go of relationships was hard and part of that. But specifically letting go of the relationship with myself, forgiving myself um forgetting forgiving inner child Sky for mm-hmm. hitting the sauce and numbing her emotions and not being the best version of myself and and meeting the new sky mm-hmm. and I think that that was and and they're all sky and that's cool of course but and I'm careful about my language even to not be too judgmental about no how of I used course i right? like you have to forgive, that, forgive pers- that person forgiveness, forgiveness is forgiveness. so key so I think I yeah it was that like meeting that like oh my god like yeah. you get up in the morning and you're a cold dipper and you're you have amazing friends and you can do anything mm-hmm. you set your mind to yeah. and yeah. you can you can just do it and yeah. and that was like whoa yeah whoa that's the new me hey it's a mm-hmm. hello nice.
0: yeah I, I think with acceptance surrendering and forgiveness because in the beginning I was I struggled with forgiving myself because I knew I had to that others there was others there were other people that needed to Yay. forgive me too um yeah and but I had to forgive myself and it took a minute but ultimately, once I did, then I felt free. Mm-hmm. It was liberating, forgiving myself, surrendering myself to it, forgiving myself about the past and things I've done, how it affected people, mm-hmm. how it affected myself, my body, spiritually, yeah. all of it. Once I forgave myself and was like, then I'm like ready for the next chapter, mm-hmm. the next part of life. Like I'm, I'm more ready to live like my higher self. Yeah, higher the, self. That's yeah.
1: meeting my higher self yeah. was yeah. the hardest part and the most important part of and the most beautiful part
0: mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah all right do you ever indulge in non-alcoholic versions of your favorite alcoholic drinks okay so or, were you an espresso martini gal were you a pina colada um, actually sangria? okay
1: so i will say this i was like a uh, like like I've said this before in the last q and I was an alcohol connoisseur and I still mm-hmm. honestly judge people who have to do fucking polar bear shots instead of tequila. Like I, mm-hmm. it's bad. Like I still mm-hmm. am like just drink the booze. But I also am like these people maybe are more moderate. But I don't know. If you're ordering shooters, you're probably not very moderate. Mm-hmm. Um, no, because the non-alcohol, I, I am developing, okay, so my next dream, I will share this with everybody. My next dream in terms of like sobriety and the business around sobriety and how I can contribute to the sobriety community not just with the podcast but with other ventures would be to make low sugar mocktails mm-hmm. that that are available in cans for sure I would love to do that um that kind of feel like you're ordering a nude or you're ordering yeah. you know like a neutral or whatever at uh-huh. the bar or in Arizona whatever but it's low sugar There's caffeinated options if you're DDing. There's um, B12 uh, pregnancy options if you're pregnant. There's collagen. Mm -hmm. There are more health drinks that you can drink with certain stimulants in them that'll keep you awake and having fun with your friends that are low sugar options. I would like to develop those um, in the future. And I would also like to develop... um, non-alcoholic spirits and ingredients that can be used to mimic an espresso martini with the integrity of Uh what it used to taste like, because that is as a bartender, as I've tried Mm -hmm. to make mocktails and design mocktails before for menus. And it is a crazy challenge. So I would like to take that on in the future. Perhaps, perhaps we'll have high and dry,
0: hey uh so maybe. dry
1: mocktails coming yeah, so, yeah oh yeah that's, that's yeah what's yeah I mean the, the, the industry couple years
0: the industry is changing where things are like like that are popping up mm-hmm. better uh mocktail versions or non-alcoholic mm-hmm. drinks like kombucha based things maybe yeah um but a lot of places still aren't carrying them mm-hmm. I honestly as of now don't partake in too many of these because I wasn't a cocktail drinker, like mm-hmm. I was doing shots. I was trying to get yeah. as drunk as possible, yeah. as fast as possible, like as drunk as fast as possible. I was doing shots. I really didn't care for that. Now I would, I would probably have like more of an interest in it mm-hmm. um, if places, if places had them. Yeah. Uh, but like, I don't really care to spend my money on like sugary drinks for nothing. No, hundred like, percent. You know, I'd rather get food or. Just yeah, have a soda water or have, have a water. dessert, of course. Like,
1: but I do think that there is a lot of opportunity in the market for that. Yeah, so I yeah. I definitely will be trying to be a capitalist in that way. <laughs> and yeah, yeah and it's changing. It's definitely changing see, the industry. See that soon.
0: Places like non-alcoholic bars even mm-hmm. are places that just aren't surrounded around alcohol. like. Mm-hmm. They just, there aren't too many options and I would like to see more of it because mm-hmm. I would spend my money on it. Like I do like a good, mm-hmm. I love kombucha. If they, yeah. if places carried stuff like that, absolutely. Yeah. I'd be getting them, but they just also charge some like a ridiculous price for what it is. And then it's like,
1: yeah, that's why I would like to focus on, um, healthier ingredients and yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Cause we're healthy gals. I'm a health gal. I put green yeah. green veg supplement stuff in my juice. So. Yeah, we care about. You that. You saw me put that in my smoothie oh, yeah. today. So oh, yeah,
0: eat the rainbow. Eat the if rainbow. I could drink it, then sure. Eat the rainbow. Sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Does alcohol and food count as having alcohol? What? So like, <laughs> like a bourbon cake or like a white wine oh, sauce? Uh, does that um, count? Is does that is that breaking your okay, sobriety?
1: Okay, I. I was craving chocolate mm-hmm. at work, yeah. and there's a regular that comes in, who always brings us treats and chocolates. And he had he he had left, but he left us Bailey's chocolates, uh-huh. and I accidentally ate one. Yeah, and it didn't get me drunk or anything. It didn't taste no. like. It I
0: don't did, think they would. You'd have to have like a, a, yeah, box full. I don't know. Yeah,
1: I I think I mean it depends. Um if you are a recovering alcoholic yeah. and the taste or smell of alcohol can yeah, trigger you, a billboard do. can trigger all of those things. Uh but I I think that you'll accidentally have a sip of someone's alcohol. You could mm-hmm. like whatever. That's happening at as parties. a As a bartender, I taste my cocktails and, yeah. and I yeah. have to. Um yeah, and it doesn't get me drunk. It doesn't. It's. I like,
0: had the sip out of the Stanley Cup because, yeah, like, yeah, I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna be like, oh wait, can we yeah. empty it and pour some water yeah, in it's here? It's
1: different for everyone. What did you drink out of the Stanley Cup? Beer. It was just. Beer. I drank Jaeger and beer Ugh. mixed
0: up. Devo fucking poured Gross. in my mouth. No, that it was beer, matter. I think, and like back You poured wash. it in your mouth uh the guy who's the guy who won it right yeah Yeah. Yeah. that
1: must be so annoying all day you're fucking
0: no he was loving it they were loving it are you kidding they were just parading around holding it up playing we are the champions (laughs) literally like if i won the stanley cup i'd have shania twain perform Mm,
1: and then i said this to my buddies in the summer and they were like you can't have shania twain perform." i'm like i'm the first woman to ever win the stanley cup obviously
0: shania twain's coming yeah you can do whatever the hell you want uh yeah, like so if I it's in it a sauce, different. if it yeah, it, I think but it looks different
1: for everyone. If it's yeah. in a sauce, it's also cooked out. Uh-huh. So uh, if it was tiramisu, I know that that has that's uh-huh. one of my favorite desserts Burp, yeah. that has I I will still eat it. That's yeah. that's to me that's not it's what it's not about, gonna, yeah. but I mean. Yeah. And what's funny is I went to eat or a like Bailey's bitters. Ch- I was about to put the Bailey's chocolate in my mouth and one of the other servers was like, "You can't eat that." I'm like, "Fuck off."
0: I know. No it's so like, annoying. It's the same as being vegan and it's like so many people police it's like if I have something that has some, some ingredient. They're like, oh, they have something to say. Like, why don't you focus on what you're doing and the amount of cocaine you put up your nose? Maybe think about that before you have something to say to me. And you you never say that, but you always want
1: right? to. Right? I'm yeah. like... I always uh, want to say that. It's crazy. Yeah, 100%. But,
0: uh, yeah, I don't think it counts. But, again, it's like as long as you're not having white wine sauce every night using a bottle and pretending you like you're... it off... Sure, it's not, but, like, it's... it's just not something... It's not like we're like these, like a shark with blood in the water, and it's just yeah. a drop. Like and that's, for but that's you, us,
1: and that's for you to trust yourself. Yeah. And that's a, yeah, that's what we talked about last week with with weed and with drugs. Yeah. Like it's for you to navigate, yeah. and you have to be honest enough with yourself to know if you can have a, a run yeah. chocolate or not. Yeah. yeah.
0: So a question is about uh, similar to what we talked about last week with being California sober. Do you find the question was Do you find that you've replaced one substance with another?
1: Um, no, I don't. And that's a really great question though. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't find that I, I replaced one substance with the other. I'm very careful about that. Mm -hmm. Um, the way that I used alcohol was to numb my emotions Yeah, and I used it, I used it to not really deal with my problems. Yeah. Um, and to, I also used it as an extreme party lubricant. Yeah. Whereas for me, I just use weed, um, as a drug, but when I, when I, when I am high on marijuana, it is not a very great party lubricant. It's not very great at numbing my emotions and it's not great at making me feel more avoidant attachment. It's, it's not good at those things. So Mm. I would say no. Um, what about you?
0: No, I think in the beginning, like we talked about last week, mm-hmm. um, check out the episode, California Sober. Yeah, check out that episode. But no, I mean, at the beginning, it definitely was. like I. It's not that I replaced it, but I was using uh, weed as a crutch to get over it, and mm-hmm. then it was an issue, and I was like, wait, I'm doing this too much, and I, I re-examined my relationship, relationship with, with it, and I, I got, it got it under control. Um But again, like, none of the other, nothing I've ever done was doing what alcohol did to me. Like, if I smoke weed, I'll just, like, sit and chill. Yeah. You know? If I, when I was, like, getting blackout and passing out in a club Mm -hmm. washroom and waking up in a hospital, like, yeah, that was not good. Mm -hmm. That was doing bad things to me. If I do, like, mushrooms, going to a concert or, like, camping or something with friends in a controlled setting and, like... It's just not.
1: I've also I, never started a fight with anybody high no, on weed. No, like I've alcohol. Never, my, like like alcohol was detrimental to my relationships, and to myself, and my mm-hmm. relationship with myself. I've never had panic attacks after waking up from mm-hmm. being high. So it is it. It's different for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I would recommend everyone to be. But it's not like
0: yeah. It's not like we went from having a problem with something to having like a very big problem with anything else. No. Like no. it's never present. Nothing I've ever done since. Mm -hmm. mushrooms, marijuana has posed as an issue in my life no at all. And it's been, I'm coming up on three years In about a week in (sighs) about 10 days. It's my three year. Wow. Last time was in Amsterdam. That's crazy. Fucking crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But no, I don't think we replaced it. Like, and I know sure there are certain people might like if they have a really bad, um, addiction, maybe they, if they quit, they might get into another hard drug or something. And they're doing it constantly and mm-hmm. it is affecting their life negatively. then like, obviously you need to be sober, sober, mm-hmm. but you figure out what works for you. Like, you know, yourselves better than we do. Mm-hmm. So don't take what we're saying as it's, it will definitely work for you. Cause it might not, Yeah. but trial and error maybe, or just, I don't know. You'll see what works for you. Okay. What's the best method to tell people about your problem?
1: Okay. That is a great question. The thing is with that is every person you're going to tell is different Mm -hmm. and it's certain people's business and it's other people, it's not their business. And it's your job to learn to distinguish between people who can hear the truth about why you're quitting or that you quit and people who just don't deserve to know and Mm -hmm. you need to make fuck off. (laughs)
0: oh my god yeah. so
1: right and and so when I know it's like a douchebag guy I
0: yeah. don't really
1: say like I'll even avoid saying I don't drink I just say like no thanks yeah. you know we especially like in in, if I did drink if I was gonna not accept the drink anyways mm-hmm. I'm just like no if I think that they are respectful enough to be able to hear that I don't drink yeah that's fine yeah um and I'm just brave and I tell them for yeah, the most part. Yeah. I, I'm very, very, very confident now in the fact that I don't drink. It's one of my favorite uh, yeah. facts about myself. It's one of, it's. I think, it's one of the greatest assets about myself. It makes mm-hmm. me confident about myself. I think I'm badass for it. When I first quit, it was horrible to tell people yeah. and I was super scared yeah so oh, same, now it's same. so different I, but think I remember was, I remember for like
0: about a year and a half it yeah. was scary to tell that people. was like one of my biggest anxieties when even thinking about getting sober was like how yeah. do I tell people like <laughs> yeah. more than how is it gonna they're gonna think I'm me? a fucking loser yeah. yeah how do I tell people or like how will it affect dating will guys think I'm a loser like it's like no what being a loser was like passed out in a club washroom yeah or doing and getting up and doing it again drinking again like That That is is loser behavior. behavior. Yeah, that's loser behavior. Like, yeah. So um, how do you tell people like it goes back to I think that like the most important thing is acceptance and surrender. Because once it's like once you have, then you're like, they can't weaponize this against me because I'm owning it. Like if I'm owning Mm -hmm. the fact that I'm sober, how are you going to sit there and have any pass any judgment? Like if you pass judgment on, on me for being sober when you're drinking and poisoning your body and doing things like I just, I don't care about your opinion. It means nothing to me, Um, you know? And most often, like, people who have anything to say about it in a bad way are projecting and tell me they themselves have a problem. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I initially, like, I think, honestly, I think it's key to tell people, like, not just be like i'm not drinking right now or i'm focusing on this and i have had friends who've done that or maybe mm-hmm. at the beginning been like oh i'm just focusing on work and fair it could work for them if it just gets them through that initial hump mm-hmm. where they they then gain the confidence to own it and be like oh no i don't drink or like yeah. i've and sometimes people do press or i'll say oh i don't drink they'll be like what like how are you here at this in a club or in a, in a bar And i'm like i have a problem yeah. like i have a drinking problem it's is obviously like i've I, that's uh, sometimes and, that is and fun. sure it's kind of, it's kind of fun sometimes <laughs> and it obviously makes them uncomfortable but yeah. it's like they well, are, after they they're small-minded for 20 minutes well so yeah just and they're, they're just obviously small-minded so it's like okay if i kind of make you a little uncomfortable right now you probably won't do this again yeah so I'm, I'm just trying to help others but that happens where sometimes it gets to a point where you're like i have a drinking problem like yeah. that's why i'm not drinking and i don't want to or my life's better without it like It should be enough if you just say, I don't drink. There shouldn't be too many questions to follow. But what's
1: a really cool thing that I actually learned from quitting drinking with that is like sometimes if you want something in your life or you don't want something in your life, that's just enough. Like, like I just don't want alcohol. No, I'm not. I wasn't a severe alcoholic. It was going that direction, but I wasn't Mm -hmm. at the time. And I just wanted to quit and, and that's enough.
0: Yeah. And or if, some people I've had to heard people be like, I don't like the feeling of being drunk yeah. or being tipsy. I don't yeah. like that feeling. If you don't that's enough. like
1: it and you don't want to do it, that's actually just enough. That's all you need. If you don't want to eat peas mm-hmm. anymore, you don't need to eat peas. If you like, it's your life and you, you don't, mm-hmm. you don't need to do it. There's just, if you don't want to do it, that's actually enough reason. You yeah. don't need to say you have a problem. You just can say, I don't Yeah. I do not want to do this yeah. and that's just good enough.
0: And if there's pressure from people or their ignorance, like that's that's a them problem. Like either just don't talk to them, just turn away. If you don't want to get into the confrontation of something, like you don't have to, you can just be like, oh, I'm gonna go wash the go to the washroom. Yeah. Or something. I'm gonna go get a water. Yeah. I'm gonna go talk to this person. I'm gonna do anything but stand right here yeah. with you. Um, but I don't know. Some people are scared of confrontation or being vulnerable. Like mm-hmm. we're obviously different in that were quite confident and it's been some time, but even from Yeah, it took, before. it was a, it
1: was a journey for me. I was, uh-huh. I used to not be confident. I think
0: I was like people. the most stressed about, yeah. I would like socially.
1: apologize to people when I told them I didn't drink. I'd be like, really? oh, I know I'm so lame. I'm a fucking loser, but I don't drink. <laughs> like that. That's so sad. I used it's to so be sad. like that for sure. And uh-huh. then I slowly gained more confidence and now I'm like, I don't drink and it's, uh-huh. I'm proud of it. Yeah. But for a while it was, it, it was hard. So uh-huh. I feel you and I, it, it's, it's, can be really scary People would be like,
0: how, how are you not drinking? I'm like, it's actually so easy. I'm just not doing it. Like, what do you mean? Like, how am I yeah. doing it? Like, I'm not doing something. That's yeah. pretty simple. Like, but it's, pretty fucking it's not that hard to understand. But like some people are low IQ. <laughs> really i mean it is that's what i can't start start i'm gonna cause another fight with my siblings i can't be talking about it this week no but you know what i mean if there's like strangers at a social place who like has stuff to say to you they're obviously not that bright and that's sad for Mm -hmm. them but you can just turn and be like i'm gonna talk to this person to my Mm -hmm. left and enjoy your night yeah and it doesn't need to go that way you can maybe and you know when i was telling people often at parties or social but being out whatever uh they have a problem and they're they're yeah, actually 100%. just looking at you for a little bit and always come back to that yeah. is that a lot of the time they just have people a who
1: bother you have a drinking problem yeah
0: and that's fine so like i'll talk to them then and the conversation go kind of about helping them so that's nice but if it's not and it's just like a judgmental person like they're just small-minded yeah so you just don't need to pay any attention to it um okay How do you deal with social occasions like dates or friends gathering without drinking? Kind of similar to the last one, but like let's talk about the dating aspect a bit more. Okay, here's the thing. Friends too, dating,
1: whatever. If you enjoy the people's company, the person's company, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it doesn't feel any different than when you drink, when you don't drink, when you're hanging out with them. Uh, sometimes it can feel more joyous when you're with your friends and they are so funny and amazing and incredible people or when you're with someone you really really like and they're funny and amazing and generous and sweet making you laugh it doesn't change the only time you really fucking notice when you're sober are when you're around people you don't like yeah on dates oh, yeah. like bad dates are
0: Twenty thousand
1: times worse, and they're so tolerable. When you're they're so tolerable when you're fucked up. Everything's fun. Everything's funny. Everything's fun. It's just like it's just whatever until it's not, Um, and until you've wasted your time hanging out with this person you didn't like for months. Sometimes you know, but. Same with friends and gatherings. The only time that I'm like, I am fucking too sober to be here. Yeah. I am not having fun, and that's I. It, it's never people that I like. It's always yeah. when I'm hanging out oh, with people of course, that like, of or course. everyone is way too wasted around me. Yeah. Um, but only then really, it's when they cause drama. Like sometimes when I'm around my friends and they're really fucked up, it they it makes me love them more. They are yeah, endearing they're funny. when they're drunk. Yeah yeah. Sweet. yeah, yeah. I found that like with it's dating, only dramatic people.
0: I was definitely dating in more abundance when I was drinking because yeah. I was just like didn't value my time and energy the way I do now yeah uh and it was just easy to easier to be on these dates with a stranger who you didn't care or have anything in common with yeah um because we were drinking together like it meant free drinks and a free well who did you either. ask
1: me you asked me today if I would bang someone some old man celebrity who was that that you asked me if I would sleep with Samuel L. Jackson? Yeah, you were like Sky. Would, would you, you fuck, sleep fuck with Samuel? L. L Jackson. And I'm like, if I was drinking, yeah, for sure. If I wasn't, I don't think I could. I think I would be like, you're so Who's
0: like the craziest person out here that you would sleep with? That you're like, <laughs> I still would. Like I love Morgan Wallen, obviously,
1: but that's not ashamed. I would be like proud of that sober. I would do that mm-hmm. sober in a heartbeat. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Uh girls love him. Yeah, girls love him. So I would do that sober, but probably someone more down that pipeline. Like, probably like someone more of a mullet. More of a mullet, like I would fuck sober. I think I would fuck the Vaughn sober, but that doesn't yeah, count because that's, he's he's yeah, it's the Vaughn. It's Theo like, Vaughn. That's he's not, he's hilarious. Like, that's not uh, so like. who would who's like someone who's embarrassing while I
0: would sleep with sober? Uh-huh. And like even still, even if you had sex with Samuel L. Jackson, like telling people you wouldn't be embarrassed to be like, No, I, I wouldn't, but I don't Samuel think Samuel I could Jackson. go through with it, is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't but think, think some, I could that, go But someone you could go through, through with it. it.
1: Like I think that I would just be like, you are Old,
0: so yeah. Like that's that's it's what, his age. If he was young, who's the course. oldest? Well, Brad Pitt, but I guess there's, I, there's issues around him now. I don't know uh, George Clo- but I mean, of course George Clooney. Yeah, but he's married. I wouldn't. And, well, no. So Al Pacino. Okay. Al Pacino.
1: Fuck. Al Pacino at ninety three. He, he's not
0: ninety three. Let's Google his age. He is not ninety three. Okay. Al,
1: Al Pacino <laughs> is my celebrity crush forever. Is he? Yeah.
0: Yeah, but like he's old now.
1: I still would do it. Okay. And Ke- eighty-two.
0: De Niro. Kevin. No. Kevin okay. Costner. 82. Oh, Kevin Costner always. Kevin. Obviously. Kevin Costner obviously. and Al Pacino. That's I would. Not, sleep I would sober. be so proud. I'd be like tattooing that on me.
1: Kevin Costner and Al Pacino. I would sleep with sober. Okay. Yeah. Kevin Costner. That's one. Kevin Costner is older than my 82. dad. Eighty-two. You would. You would bang him. I would. I would. You feed would. him the Viagra, Jamie. Oh. Okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. I, okay. I would grind it up and put it in okay. his cup, whatever he needs, babe. Damn, I don't know who mine is off the top of my head. Al Pacino is mine. My like like Because honestly, him and The Godfather, and I would make him reenact the scene from The Godfather I I, where I am the woman in Cecilia. I think I'd have sex with Beetlejuice.
0: You didn't just say that on the podcast. <laughs> uh, we'll put a picture right here. You didn't just say that on I the might, podcast. I might, I might. Why? What's wrong with sleeping with Beetlejuice? <laughs> He's out here. I'm he, uh, in fact, I'm more. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> comment right on now. his stuff more than anybody. I, follow. <laughs> I know. I know. So you know a- what? I actually might. But no. Maury Povich. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's Jewish. No, he's not. Is he? Yeah, I, think so. I think I would have sex. with Maury Povich. <laughs> I wasn't even expecting that to come out. And then I was like, you know what? That's his daddy.
1: I am the father. Yeah. Do you think he'd say that after? JV the I he'd be like the am. results are in. <laughs> like La- last week we, we were he, just roasting, we like Leonardo DiCaprio, and now the tables have turned. We're talking yeah, but, about eighty-two-year-olds that we'd sleep with. But, but
0: that's different. Like we're not nineteen. That's we're true. Like thirty. That's true. Um, do you have any more questions? I think we went through most of them. Let's see. Do you have any questions? Ask me. Do you love me? How dare you? Well, one was: Do you ever feel tempted? How do you handle temptation? Oh. Uh. <laughs> That's a good temptation one. Island over here.
1: I think about everyone who's ever hurt my feelings in my life. And I think about how they would want me to drink right now. Mm. And I think they can't win. They're yep. they. Yep. So then I don't drink. Interesting. Yeah. I think of all my haters mm-hmm. and I think about how far I've come.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, in the and I also calm
1: my nervous system. That's what I work on.
0: Uh-huh. I'm, it's interesting because I was tempted when I, all, all the times I tried to quit and wasn't ready to, I wasn't, I really wasn't accepting it yet. I was in denial, Mm -hmm. so then I was always tempted, and I always fell back. Like, like like I said, like I went to rehab. Accepted. I went to rehab, and flying back from Calgary to Toronto in the Air Canada lounge, I was tempted and being like, I could just have some free wine right now. Like, what if I did? And I didn't. The temptation was there, and then I drank the next night and fell back into it. So, like, I always did fall back into the temptation. But once that I had that internal shift, like I knew. I am done. Like it is over. My new life is beginning. Not a single temptation. Once, not once. Mm-hmm. I swear. Like it's crazy. I don't know how to explain it. Um, but that's my experience. So some people might I do face encounter temptation. Yeah. yeah, and I have had friends who've gotten sober and had who made it through some temptations. Yeah. But I think you just remind yourself of of what it would do, like that's the instant gratification right so like you'd maybe like instantly feel a little better feel that rush of blood and you'd feel something first but then you know what's going to follow the 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 horrible hangover and shame and the Mm -hmm. self-loathing and how this might affect your relationships or your work or Mm -hmm. what kind of turmoil it could pull you back into so just remind yourself like cut off these thoughts like have a thought And allow it because it's there in front of you, but then like allow it, give it the space, but then replace it with the positive or like what Mm. kind of path or trajectory you want to be on. Like put set, have those goals at the forefront of your mind. Um, And like mine was so bad where it's like, I couldn't help, but not th- but to think about the hangovers and mm-hmm. be like okay if I even if I did like if I'm just thinking about this objectively if I did have this drink right now or if I did like control it it's in a controlled setting and I had two drinks but what would this do to me tomorrow and what would this do to my self-esteem and how I feel mm-hmm. about myself like that's more important than anything um you know like just don't do the thing that will make you like maybe feel something in the the short term think about the long term yeah. But people do experience temptation for yeah, sure. Yeah. When
1: I experience temptation, I also try to, in all seriousness, calm my nervous system. Uh-huh. Cause usually the temptation to the alcohol is that I'm overstimulated mm-hmm. and that I need to calm down. Yeah. And then I'm trying not for me because I know the reasons that I drank. So like it was to feel less stimulated and less I'm I'm a hypersensitive person. Mm-hmm. So feeling overwhelmed by the world. Yeah. And not drinking helped me or drinking helped me desensitize the world. Mm-hmm. So I still feel overwhelmed by the world and I need other coping mechanisms yeah. to cope. So like my sensory deprivation tank therapy really helps when I go mm-hmm. floating in the sensory deprivation tank. But
0: let's say, let's say like... It, it- temptation in the moment and what can you do better than the moment i calm my
1: nervous system so it's it's breathing, similar breathing so like like yourself. sometimes at work i will get tempted to do a shot or whatever i will go into the hallway and do deep breaths because uh-huh. it's not about the temptation to do the shot is to lower the stimulus of yeah. all the drunk people around me yelling yeah. at me whatever men grabbing at me mm-hmm. being gr- whatever and so the temptation is to lower that so yeah. i i go into the hallway i lower it in other ways people can mm-hmm. wait five minutes for their drinks i need to calm down right mm-hmm. now little things like that help me and then like like long-term sensory deprivation yeah. tanks like kind of de-stimulating like my meditation, mind meditation mindfulness, meditation, mindfulness. things like that reading yeah working out yeah. anything to yeah, calm yeah, yeah. my nervous system because really it's open, caused healthy ways it's caused my by, by deregulated uh-huh. nervous system for yeah.
0: me I think, and just remove yourself from a situation if there is any temptation or if you think maybe the people that you're surrounding yourself with Mm -hmm. are tempting you, like cut them out, like for real. Yeah. Like find find it in yourself to have the strength to not do it because you've seen, it's like insanity is repeating the same thing over and over and expecting different results. You've seen this play out and it's not working. It's never just, it's not going to suddenly change. Like, and I tried to convince myself so, so long mm-hmm. that it will change. It'll be different this time. I'll be able to keep on top of it. It's like, no, it's mm-hmm. not working. Stop trying to make something happen that's not happening. Yeah. And just accept it. And like, just be ready for the, the next chapter and the, the new you, mm-hmm. your new life. Like truly, I've never been happier since quitting. drink. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. I would never give this feeling up for anything. Life's blessed. Life's blessed. Treat it as such.
1: Treat it as such. Okay. Team Haley or Team Selena. Oh, are you kidding? Yeah. This that's what whole... we're going to talk about. We got to talk about it. Selena. I'm obviously. we You know, We're Selenators. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. We're drinking Kool-Aid. Yeah. Okay. But. What? Well, I was going to say like all the drama is going on lately there's yeah. always been a little bit of this a little bit of that yeah. was between hailey and selena justin bieber is obviously the mutual see i think justin bieber is a problem he's obviously a problem i love justin bieber i love his music yes. and i love justin bieber and i don't really care about him like as a like i'm like neither here nor there but like mm, yeah but i think that
1: he he creates he makes hailey so insecure in the relationship okay yeah she has to do all this weird baiting shit and also mm-hmm. he sends messages to Selena and that makes the fans go crazy. But I crazy. also think that's
0: like, you're taking away from the fact that like Haley's probably just a mean girl and it has nothing to do with being married to Justin Bieber. She is and was. And She's always, always been be mean. mean girl. And I
1: know for a fact she'd be mean to the servers. I know yeah. if I served oh, yeah, her yeah. at a restaurant that I, I worked at, her about her being, she
0: would be yeah. horrible. Yeah. Yeah. She would
1: be absolutely horrible. Yeah. And I've served celebrities before and yeah, like yeah. I can tell she would be
0: mm-hmm. horrible. Yeah. I mean, it's the whole thing. Selena posted something about her eyebrows, about how they're all stuck up, like her eyebrows. She overfluffed of, her eyebrows. She over her eyebrows, so she made some video, whatever. Yeah. She's so and relatable, she's you know. She's, like, just so relatable. And then Kylie – who posted it? Kylie or Haley – Kylie
1: posted a, a photo of her Facebook. eyebrows with Hailey Bieber's eyebrows being like at kind of Hailey Bieber and like kind posted it and like laughing yeah saying
0: nothing but like laughing like yeah. just the classic mean girl shit but the shit. thing that's
1: crazy is like okay here's the thing if you've been bullied before by mean girls like how they're mean mm-hmm. you know that this is bullying Yes. Because those girls, yes. like, because they do and then things they like just that go, where they fully can't get caught. And go, when you yeah, say, like, what was it anything? about? Yeah. That wasn't about anything. That's just right? a crazy coincidence. But Haley's constantly doing that. And they do that to you and they make you feel when they're bullying you like that, they're like, oh, we didn't mean it like that. Like, they'll that. make
0: fun of you to your face yes. without saying yes. much, but you know it's about yes. you and, so, and then they'll they'll gaslight you.
1: Yes. yeah. So you have to, you have to have experienced being bullied by people like Haley yeah. and Kylie
0: yeah, to, yeah. to but know like, that
1: that's bullying. A lot of people who are team Haley, I feel like have never been bullied by skinny white blonde girls before mm-hmm. in their life. I'm curious about any of my friends that were team Haley. I want to know their stance now. I think that we could end friendships over that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like absolutely. if you're
1: still team Haley, I'm, I don't know about you.
0: Mm, yeah. I don't know about you. I don't trust you.
1: Yeah. And I've, to be honest though, one time I did a poll and asked team Selena, team Haley, and people who said team Haley, this was like years ago. I didn't trust them the same way. No. I also
0: am it, kind of just like, it's like kind of like, why are you ever team Haley? Like she's done nothing to idolize. She's a nepotism baby. Who's yeah. dad was Steve Baldwin. It's like, we cared about Alec Baldwin. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. Steve Baldwin, like name a movie. He's he in, was please. in Flintstones. <laughs> didn't even know. Didn't even know that I was found him. that yeah, out last was Barney. week. Barney. Sure. Forgot? No, he wasn't even Barney, was he? Oh my God, he's only been in ten movies. And name one, like I couldn't tell you. I've seen a few, I'm sure. Was he in the Flintstones? He was Barney, right? Yeah, you know, he he was in, he he was. Is that he's
1: Barney? Yeah, he's Barney. And he it got a th- But <laughs> I
0: when I of the Flintstones, <laughs> I think of the other Barney. I think it. What's which? What's the actor's name? Not Viva Las Vegas. No, I think of the other one with um Halle Berry. Oh sorry, Viva Rock Vegas. Yeah, I think of the one with Halle Berry. And that wasn't him. That was, um, I do too. Um, think of Charlotte's husband from Sex in the City. Of course, Troy, Clay. Yeah. I was thinking about Clay yesterday, actually, because my <laughs> niece's um, boyfriend, she's two, her boyfriend in class, and they have a Clay date because his name's Clay. They hang out? Well, they're going to.
1: They have a play date, but I called it a Clay date. Okay, so why? This isn't her boyfriend. Uh,
0: what do you mean? It's her little.
1: She's a friend.
0: It's her boyfriend. That's what we're saying. Why? Because they are. It's her little... She has a crush. How do you know? Because she's... How she is with him. Really? (laughs) It's it's her boyfriend. So, wait. So, she's not like like that with other kids? No. Like, that's her guy. Clay.
1: Who was, like, your first crush?
0: Aaron Botham. Jew. Well, I, I... It's when I was in school. Like i started your off your first crush was a jew and you yeah. won't date a jew now it's well crazy. my first crush ever like on a person i knew yeah aaron botham in grade one or two yeah wow Yep, yeah. aaron who was yours you
1: know i had a reading buddy i liked mm. named alex he was in grade nine oh. i was in grade one okay and he wore, uh, those button up shirts that look like bowling shirts mm. with a dragon, like long old. sleeve yeah. underneath. Yeah. You know what I mean? The From flames. Sears. Yeah. The yeah. flames. Yeah. And I remember looking at him thinking like, that is a piece of a man yeah. right there, but oh, yeah. I was six and you oh, know, man. it didn't, it obviously, hopefully yeah. it didn't go like that. But, uh, in grade three, I was obsessed with the, I played a U eight, soccer. no, grade two, I was seven. I played U eight soccer and, uh, I would just, there was this kid on my team who was Italian. He was the best scorer on the team. And oh. I had the biggest crush on him ever. I just picked dandelions and stared at him. Oh. My dad would be like, go, go chase the boss guy. And I would just be like, I am busy. Uh-huh.
0: Look at that fine piece of ass right there. That's so funny. Yeah, I don't, I didn't, I wasn't really that you're, big of a crusher. Yeah. Until it, I got older. Yeah, you're a crusher <laughs> now. I, I caught up.
1: Yeah, you made up for the I'm in time. love. You. She's I'll in love, love every day. day. You're not in love every day anymore though. <laughs> no. You're different now hmm No. But
0: uh we're team Selena. We are. We will always be. We will always be. We're Nothing. sick of their
1: shit. We're sick of the bullies. We're sick of the bullies. Yeah, we're Team Selena. But I, like I said, I don't think it's okay to just. But Haley is so mean, and I know. Like, but I also feel like bullying Haley and, like, and saying real? that she looks like Vladimir Putin isn't gonna get her to treat people better.
0: Okay, but she's obviously just like projecting her insecurities about the fact that she would never be a model had it not been for her nepotism. Yes, so that's the she's truth. just, un- and she actually
1: quit modeling because I, I saw. I don't know if this is the truth, but allegedly she quit modeling because. A casting director said that her walk was really bad and her walk is very because
0: you're not a model I'm not a model that like she. That's no, a, I'm not a model. she's a beautiful woman like yeah. I think we're beautiful women we're not models and that's yeah. fine we'll speak for yourself so, I mean sorry but yeah no you're <laughs> right you're
1: absolutely right you're absolutely right I uh, yeah so I don't know what could get though I don't know how we could get in her head to make her be nicer that's the thing same with Kylie
0: yeah like
1: I'm like how could you be a nicer person
0: yeah, I don't think they care to do that though. Yeah, I don't like, think they care. They are they, who they, are. they, are, who they, they are. are We just, and it sucks because we're giving it attention. It's like, but they just. But I love it. I'm a too. peasant like I that. Love, I'm well, like, I love let's, talking about pop culture. I want to know what's happening. Absolutely. I'm not above it.
1: Um, We should also tell everyone this is our last episode of season one. Oh yeah. Of
0: high and dry. Bye. (laughs) We're busy. We're booked and busy. We're booked
1: and busy. So I am going to Alberta for like three weeks to shoot something that I booked. So it's very, very exciting. I booked my first big acting job since getting sober, you guys. So it's a really, really big deal and I'm super excited, but we're going to be gone for a month. A
0: few weeks for that reason. Work a bit on.
1: Work a bit on things.
0: (laughs) Work a bit on things. The set. And, you the know, set, the lights, up, yeah, we're you know. going to
1: do a lot. We decided that we'd do 10 episodes, get going, and then we would um, kind of reflect here from us. here. Yeah, and so
0: we'll be putting out probably in a month month yeah i would put say more month. out so um, we'll put some more out we'll be
1: back and thank you for being on this journey with us so far so and we much. can't wait to this was crazy it.
0: like the, the, the putting out the first episode oh my I god i literally okay put, i was so <laughs> let's nervous. talk about that
1: putting out the first episode Ugh. felt like pushing you off a cliff i
0: know i and i knew we were doing it and I, I wanted to do, do it, it but it was those things being like you were like oh uh, uh, we and said we're like, gonna like, do january 1st i was do like we day. said we're
1: gonna do it let's fucking do it and you yeah i yeah we did i didn't know if you were gonna be my friend but we did
0: it we did it we did it it was definitely nervous like I mean it's obviously scary being this vulnerable online like to the public to the people to the people oh yeah like it's a lot like it's not easy sitting here coming on on my couch and talking about going to rehab and all of like the depths of my drinking but I know that in doing this we could help other people Mm and the people who have reached out and talked about their issues and how this has inspired them or motivated them to Mm -hmm. to quit or reevaluate their relationship with alcohol like means the world yeah we appreciate it all so much And are thankful that you're watching, that you're tuning in, that you Mm -hmm. care and that, you know, you see that there's room for improvement in your own life. And it's it is really humbling to see. It's so
1: humbling. It's yeah, like the joy of my life is Mm -hmm. being in your life.
0: Yep. And when we get back, I'm gonna be 30. Can you believe it? My 30th birthday is in a couple of weeks, and I've got my be- my sister and, and my best your, like, friends. And it's third anniversary in, basically. And my third anniversary sobriety. of sobriety. So gonna be going to the Sunshine Coast for my birthday, yeah. having a time. My sister flying in with our dog. I am going to cry. We're gonna miss you, but we're so proud. I'm
1: hopeful. I'm I'm really hopeful we're that sh- I'll just fly in and make it.
0: You think? I'm hopeful. Oh my god. I'm
1: praying. Just for the weekend, even mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I'm, we're gonna yeah. see what yeah. what shooting schedules look like, but hopefully.
0: Yeah. So yeah. thanks for tuning in. Thank you. Love for you, you so much. Us. See you very soon. See you soon. Bye. Skimmy rinky dinky dink. Skimmy rinky doo. I Love you.